What's up, y'all? This is Ramel Watley, and welcome to Truck and Hustle, the podcast for trucking entrepreneurs. If you want to learn about the trucking industry from the business side of things, you're in the right place. Every week, I interview the people who are making it happen on a daily basis. I get them to share their successes, their failures, and sometimes even their secrets. The goal is to show you how you too can create financial freedom in the booming trucking industry. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. I would say that it is a very rewarding career because the money is definitely in it. Um, But you just have to know how to maintain your life outside of that truck. I mean, they tell you not to make sudden movements, but I just had it in my head. like I cannot hit these cars. So at the very last minute, I looked out my driver um, side and saw nothing was coming. And I turn my mic up. Take there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. On the road to the riches, life takes a toll like bridges. Good friends become foes and snitches. Better watch who knows in your business. Let's go, Hustle Fam, Hustle Fam. And we are back with another amazing episode. And I am super excited today. I have a very, very talented young lady to the to the right of me over here. I have Mrs. V. Lee in the building. If y'all don't know who V. Lee is, she is a actress, model, trucking influencer, <laughs> overall influencer, dope individual, entrepreneur. Did I miss anything, V? I don't think so. I think no. I covered it. Yeah. I think I covered it. I do some of everything. There's a little bit of everything. Listen, uh, I love your content. I love what you're doing, especially in the trucking space, you know, putting on for the trucking community and just your overall content, your energy, your vibe, all that. So I wanted to bring you on here to, to, to get your story, man. See how see how you got to where you're at today. Just kind of learn a little more about you, man, and, and talk about, you know, being an influencer in that kind of space. So if that's OK with you, we kind of will get started. That's okay. With That's me. good. That's yeah. good. Thank you for having me. All right, for sure. So first of all, welcome to the show. Appreciate you coming out. Um, let's get started from the beginning, V. Where are you from? So I am from the Carolinas with an S. So I was born in Charlotte. My mom moved to a little small town in South Carolina called King Street. Okay. Probably never heard of it, but we moved there when I had to be probably between seven and eight. And so I went to high school there. But because my dad and the rest of my family were still in Charlotte, like I was back and forth. Okay. So graduated high school there, went to college, and then I moved back to Charlotte. Okay. You said it's called King's Tree? Mm-hmm. So it's like an hour from Florence, okay. South Carolina, and then like an hour and a half from Charleston. Is it a really small town? Yes. Yeah, like, how, small. you know what the population is? Like, I don't know, but it's like maybe five, six lights. <laughs> Okay, okay, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, it's just one of those. So it's really small. All right, so you move, you moved there, and you said you moved back to Charlotte. After college. After college. Yeah. Okay, where'd you go to college? Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina. All right, so tell me about that. What, how, how were you as a as a child at high school, into college? Tell me about those years a little bit. Woo! Okay, so <laughs> I was rebellious as a child. I will admit that. Um and more, it came, that stemmed from basically, like, I was raised by my stepdad instead of my biological father. So I had, like, a lot of resentment, a lot of hatred towards him. I couldn't understand, like, why my dad isn't a part of my life. So it caused me to be rebellious. I was always smart, great smart. Like, I graduated number 17 in my class with a 3.9 GPA. Okay. So I was always book smart, but I don't know. I just had a hard head. I ended up getting... 
expelled from high school oh, wow. when I was like in 10th grade. What'd you do to get expelled, V? Oh, I brought a blade to school. Oh, man. You was going to cut somebody? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's the old me. That's the old me. No, so that's Let's get the, right into it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but no, someone, someone thought that I was trying to like, what they call it, false claim, like some type of gang. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Hold up, and this is and this is in Charlotte. No, this, this was in King this Street. King Street. Yes. So they had gangs out there. Yeah. What? Okay. And somebody thought that you were false flagging or whatever yeah, they call it. Yeah. So they they challenged you, and and it was nothing sweet apparently. Yeah, and so I ended up like they called the um what you call the the resource officer. Yeah. And that's why I, I ran from there. Um, made it home because I jumped in somebody's car. Okay. And then when I came back to school that Monday, you had you had the. Uh, the blade on you? No, when I came back to school that Monday, they already saw the blade. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, so okay. when I came back to school that Monday, they already Oh, had, they expelled you? Yeah. Got you, got you. And so I did online school for that whole year, and then the next year I was allowed to come back to school. So I graduated. Um, well, of course, during those two years I was working and stuff. Um, and then What were you doing? Working at Sonic. Okay. A skating car. Oh, that's dope. That okay. was my first job. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So you were working, and this is before college, right? Yep. Okay, got you. So then you go to college. You said you were to Costa Carolina? Yep. All right, what do you what do you major in? What do you study? So my first, the first major that I chose was history. Okay. Of all things, I don't know, I don't know why I chose history, but I realized that that wasn't a major for me like within two weeks. Okay. So I switched my major to political science because I've always had this thing where I want to go to law school. And so a lot of the um, kids who were going to school with me, that's what they were majoring in. Okay. And so I'm like, okay, well, let me go on the same path that they're going on. Right. Um, I graduated in three and a half years. Okay. Because the summer before I went to uh, to Coastal, I took up summer classes so I could be a semester ahead. Okay. Yep. So, so you're an exceptional student. I mean, three. I mean, that's dope. I mean, some people don't graduate at all. You did it in three and a half years. I was ready to get out of there. <laughs> and then the, the crazy part about it, I wanted to go to law school. Okay. But after I graduated, I was like, I don't think law school is for me right now. And no. so I just went back to, okay, so in high school, my junior and senior year, I got my cosmetology license because they had a cosmetology program. So while I was going to college, I was working in a salon as well. Okay. Working in a salon and working at Sonic and going to school. Hustling, (laughs) hustling, doing it all. Yeah. All right. So you, 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 you work in all these jobs. You're obviously a hustler. You go to school, you graduate in three and a half years with, did you get your degree? In political political science. science. But you don't want to be, you don't want to continue. You don't want to be a lawyer at this point. So you go back to cosmetology, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So what are you working at a hair salon? Oh, okay. So let me tell you why. Another reason why I tried to breeze through. Okay. Okay. So I don't know what it is about the second year of school. Like I got expelled from high school, my sophomore year. And then my sophomore year of college, I got in some more trouble. Okay. And so that I was facing a felony. Uh. Yeah. And so I, the whole time, I'm like, I need to hurry and get out of school because I didn't know how that was going to play out. And if it, if it turned out bad, then I knew they were going to, like, expel me from the school. Right, right, right. Yeah. So you had so. to expedite that quickly. Okay. Whatever happened with that felony, did you, were you able to? It dropped down to a misdemeanor. Okay. Um, uh, simple possession of marijuana. Okay. But the, they originally charged me with maintaining a vehicle for a controlled substance because my passenger 
had marijuana okay. and all that stuff. And know? now that's and now that's all nice and legal everywhere, right? It wouldn't even be a problem these days. That's crazy. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Crazy. But back then you had to be afraid to be, you know, expelled and all that. But I mean that's America. It is yeah. what it is. All right, cool. So you get into cosmetology, right? Yep. You're working for somebody, I'm assuming, right? Doing yes. That? Um, okay. I was working at a salon called Hollywood Exclusive. And so that was a very popular salon um, in the town. It was Conway, South Carolina. So, yeah. Okay. Got you. And how long do you do that for? I worked there until I moved back to Charlotte. Okay. Got you. So you moved back to Charlotte. And how old are you at this time now? Uh, I think 21. Okay. And what, 21. Do you, and what do you do at that point? So I ended up moving back to Charlotte and meeting my son. Well, I already knew my son's dad, but we got into a relationship. Got connected, And yep. so when I moved there, I picked up bartending, and then I opened a salon suite. Okay. And so when I opened a salon suite, it's, I don't think that I realized, okay, I had clientele in South Carolina, mm-hmm. but... Okay, when you move to North Carolina, back to North Carolina, you're gonna have to build you your client. Start that again. Yeah, so I think, yourself. yeah, I think I stepped out of there too fast. So okay. it wasn't as successful as I wanted it to be or expected it to be. Okay, how how long did it last? Mm, off and on until I moved to Atlanta. So that would be I moved back to Charlotte in 2014. I moved here in 2016. So on like and two off. Two years. Yep. Okay. Got you. So you were you the only one working in the salon suite? Like, how, how does that work? Yep. So it was just like a space and you were just doing doing hair? Like, what were you doing? Just hair? So it was a, um, what do you call those places? Uh, like a warehouse, but it had different Oh, suites. like, like okay, different suites. Yeah. All right, got you. So you had your own space right. and you had like your own book of business where you had people call you yep. and then you kind of, so it wasn't like a, a real big establishment or like a, no, it was a brick very and mortar, small, yeah. small spot. Okay, cool. So you did that for, for two years. Um, and then you said, what happens after that? I ended up... You come back to Atlanta now. So I got pregnant in between. Okay, got gotcha. you. And then me and my son's dad had our issues. Okay. And so I ended up moving out with my son's dad and then in with my grandparents. That was kind of like depressing. It's like, you're going back home. Yeah. And so I, it pushed me into depression. And then my aunt died. And mm. so I was just like, I'm cursed in Charlotte. I got to get away from here. Right. And I just packed everything in my little Altima and drove to Atlanta. Okay. Did you know anybody in Atlanta? No. Absolutely nobody. Okay. So when you, like, what'd you do? Like, you just came, found an apartment or? So I drove to a truck stop and I want to say it was the truck stop on Boulder Crest, if I can remember correctly. And I slept there like overnight and I was like, what am I doing? And I stayed there for like two days. And then I was like, I can't do this. And I went back to shop. Yep. You so you and your son? No, he your wasn't son. born. I was pregnant with him. Oh, he was pregnant. This, yeah, so you're I was pregnant. five months pregnant with my son. So you're pregnant, sleeping at the truck stop. So you did it for two nights. And then I went back to Charlotte. And I think something else happened. And I was like, go back to Atlanta. Okay. And I packed up everything again and came back to Atlanta and slept at another truck stop. And then while I was in the car, I was something just told me, get on Craigslist. Got on Craigslist, I'm searching, I'm searching, and I find this apartment, and I think it was like he wanted two fifty a month. That should have been a red flag. <laughs> that should have been a red flag. <laughs> yeah, The right. apartment. So I pull up to the apartment. Mind you, I called him, and he was like, uh, he had a wife and a child, and so that kind of made me feel comfortable. Okay. But when I pulled up, the apartment was in the ghetto. I walked in, no wife, no daughter, 
it's like a two bedroom apartment. Okay. So if you have a daughter, where 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 does your daughter right. sleep? Right, so right, I, right. All of that what didn't cross my mind until like the first night that I slept there, and he was real weird, like. When I tell you this could have been a Craigslist killer situation. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So 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 okay, so he was like renting a room. Yep. Basically for 250 uh a month. Mhm. All right. So I didn't last the whole month because he started acting crazy. Right. Okay. Yep. I would hear like the floorboards creak and stuff and then my room didn't have a lock on it. Okay. So I would ha- I would literally push all of my stuff in front of the door and I had a gun at the time. I yeah. Said, and so I would sleep with my gun under my pillow. So if I heard the door open, I would be like on alert. Right. Okay. All right. So you don't last a month, which I don't blame you. You get no. the hell out of there fast. And then what do you do next? And you're still pregnant at this time. Pregnant as hell. <laughs> how, 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 so you're like, like eight months, seven months? Like, um, I can't remember. Maybe between no, this would be between six and seven. Okay, yeah. So you showing you you yeah, pregnant enough? But see, I was so depressed during my pregnancy. I I really didn't gain weight. I was losing weight. Okay. So I ended up looking on Craigslist again, and so I saw this apartment complex we had a listing. Okay. I didn't have any check stubs because I wasn't working, but I was scheduled to start a security job. So I asked them would they be able to take like the, uh, what do you call it, offer letter. Gotcha. For a proof of in- um, income. So they did. Okay. And I was able to move into that apartment. Okay. Now I didn't have any money for the deposit, so I ended up having to get the money from my son's dad. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Got you. But now you have your own spot. You yep. have your own space. No You're away furniture. from the Craigslist cr- killer. <laughs> but you're in an empty spot, but it's yours yep. at least, right? Okay. Cool. So you get in there. What happens What happens next? So my son in, ended up coming a month early. Okay. So I was at work in a lot of pain, working at the um, State Bar of Georgia. Okay. So it's almost like I still was dibbling, dabbling in, like, the law because that was, of course, like— w- Hold on. When did you get the State Bar? State, you said the what was it the called? The State Bar. So I was a, secu- I was a security, security. officer. Security. So yeah. you were a security officer there. Yes. In but the while law. I was there, I was networking with the lawyers and stuff because that's where all the defense attorneys work and okay. pro- uh, prosecutors and stuff like that. So, yeah. Got you. So you were still talking to them, letting them know you were interested in law and all that. Yep, and they were like giving kind me- of mentoring mm-hmm. you, or whatever the case may be, trying yeah. to pull you back in. All right, cool. But you just you're working security, security. Yep. Job. All right, cool. So and what so um, I was in pain. I already had a doctor's appointment coming up. So I, when I went to my doctor's appointment, I ended up having to um, be induced and have him in Charlotte. So I was able to make it back to Charlotte to have my son. Okay. And so I stayed there for like a couple of weeks, and then I came back. To Atlanta, depressed as hell because I don't have anybody here. I got a newborn baby. So I found a sal- another salon that was right around the corner from where I stayed because, of course, when I went out um, on leave from the security place, I didn't go. All right, guys, Truck and Hustle has now partnered with Transpo CFO, powered by Venning. Transpo CFO offers a streamlined monthly subscription for businesses to consolidate their accounting, payroll, and tax needs into one flat monthly rate, saving businesses a tremendous amount of time and money while making their financial operations much smoother for the long road ahead. Check out Transpo CFO in the description below and tell them Truck and Hustle sent you. Now let's get back to the show. Go back because they ended up filling my position. Okay. So I found a um, a salon that was around the corner from my apartment complex. It was on Washington Road, 
and started working there. Okay. Yep. Damn, you got a lot of jobs, man. You, man, you, you've had about 20 work. jobs already, <laughs> and we only 20 minutes in. Jeez Louise. One thing, one thing about it, I'm going to find me a job. Man, yeah. I see. I see. Okay, so now you had another salon. Mm-hmm. All right, so continue. So <laughs> because I'm still trying to build up uh, clients here, because I don't have any clients right, here either. Right, right. Now you're really not going to have no clients. Exactly. You're Atlanta now. So <laughs> it's so much competition. So then I ended up getting behind on booth rent. But the the owners, it was like two owners, um, they were cool about it. And so I ended up like still on them booth rent, but I stopped working there. What was your booth rent? You remember? I think 150 So 150 a week? Yep. Okay. That adds up quick. When yeah, you don't have for no clients. Sure, for sure. 100%. 100%. <laughs> so... Um, I stayed home for a couple of weeks. I think my granddad had probably helped me out with my rent. Okay. And I found another salon. I don't know, like, what keep making me go to these salons, but right. this salon was, like, closer in the city. And, um, matter of fact, it was close to Clark Atlanta. Okay. So that was more marketable than where I was because... Yeah, the college Right. Crowd. So <clears throat> I started printing out flyers, passing them out. I started getting clients there. Now, she started me off at my booth rent there. $75 a week. Okay. So that was a way more manageable. Okay. So I stayed there for like a couple of months and then an incident happened um, because my salon and the barbershop beside me, they were like kind of co-owned. Okay, co-owned. All right. But the barbers were like very disrespectful. So I couldn't stay there in that type of environment. So I ended up going from that to Cut Creators. Okay. <laughs> Have you heard of Cut Creators? I've heard of Cut Creators. Yeah. yeah. So I ended up, and that was another salon sweet place. Okay. I just been all over the world, <laughs> all over the world. Yeah, man. Yeah. Okay. But some of my clients follow me from that salon to cut creators. Okay. Yep. Okay. So you're still, still doing hair. All right. So continue. Um, in the midst of that, I had my granddad in my ear and older people are so big on get you a job with some benefits. And so I kind of started listening to him and I'm like, okay, I need to find me a job with some benefits. And so that kind of pushed me back into law. So I applied for city of Atlanta corrections officer, got the job there, started working. At- <laughs> yes. He has been everything. You sure you're not Jamaican? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> All right. Good, good, all right so I started working as the correction officer, but because of the, um, the situation that happened when I was in college with the the with the marijuana. Yes. They don't look they look at that really heavily. So even though I had that handled as a civilian, I they still held me accountable for that as an officer. Okay. So, so this is something that like popped up after you while you were working there? Like a during during check or that, like yep, that? during the investigation process. Okay. So they still allowed me to work there, but I was on probation. Okay. So Ooh, yeah. <laughs> While I was working at the jail, I started dating one of the other correction officers. <laughs> okay. Which is why I would never date anyone else that I work with. Right. Because that turned out horrible. And that's why I ended up getting fired from the jail. Okay. Okay. So I got fired from the jail, wanted to still stay in law. So I found a law firm working as a paralegal. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Finally, we get back to the law. <laughs> Finally, you get back to what you majored and went to college for. Right, so right. now you're apparently okay. Cool. So the the law the lawyer that I was working for um, was very demanding. Like it was only him and me, and okay. so that was a lot of stress. I couldn't take it. It okay. was like unbearable, um, and it pushed me 
out. Like I quit, waited a month, and I found another law firm. And then this was between 2019 and 2020. Mm. And so I'm working at this law firm and then COVID pops up. Right. So I get laid off from there. And I'm like, I need to find me a job that's going to be around when COVID, like that can survive COVID or any type of pandemic. So I started thinking about trucking because I've always been around trucking because my whole entire family like is involved. Like do that's you, a fact. Yeah, so. And at one point, not to be funny, you was sleeping at a truck stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm already built for you, it. You know what I'm saying? You already you already built for it. So why not? Yep. <laughs> so um. I started researching like trucking companies and for some reason Swift kept popping up. Like when I tell you they were on everything, well, let me apply to Swift. Okay. They were the first people that responded back to me. And so I started truck driving school with them. Okay. Yep. Okay. All right. So when you first saw the application for Swift, what were they, what was the offer that they were making at that time? Like, like pay wise, I guess they say they train you and all that. What'd that look like? You know, honestly, looking back, I don't even think that they even told me what I would be making. I think that I was just so desperate for a job that I didn't even care to gotcha. ask um, because they I didn't. Did I get a sign on bonus? I can't remember getting a sign on bonus. OK. OK. But I know I got a bonus after I um like after I got my CDL and I went through my mentor program uh-huh. after I upgraded and got on my own truck. I know they did give me a bonus for that. OK. Yeah. All right. Well, tell me about that process. Now, now you're doing something totally different like totally different. you've been you've done hair you've done law you've done sonic you've done everything <laughs> else now you're driving a truck yep okay so uh during the now the permit i would say is the hardest thing to get okay because you don't know what questions are going to be the knowledge, on the yeah, knowledge test and, and everything so like that. a lot of people fail that yep um i was able to pass it on the first go thank god um swift prolonged like the process, I started getting a little discouraged. I'm like, what's taking so long? I don't know if they were, if that was the how the background process went. Mm-hmm. But I had to apply. I got laid off from the law firm in May, and I want to say I applied with them in June, but I didn't hear back from them until July. Okay, so when you applied, you didn't have a CDL. You you applied to no. get your CDL through through Swift. Yep. Okay. And so they always encourage you to get your permit on your own before, gotcha. um, because it just. Expedite the process. Yeah, a little because bit. if you don't, then that you'll be in truck driving school three weeks. I mean, four weeks or five weeks instead of the the two or three weeks. Okay. Yep. Okay, got you. So when they they, they get you with a trainer, how, how does the whole uh, uh, teaching you how to drive a truck situation go? Like, tell me about that. Okay, so um, I did. I attended truck driving school in Waco, Georgia, okay. and it was Swift's Academy. So they had, I want to say. It was like three or four instructors out there, and it was like two or three students per instructor. Okay. And so, of course, they would like show us how to do pre-trips, how to do maneuvers. We would practice every day from 7 a.m. until 5 a.m. So, like, you out there just on the truck consistently steady doing parallel parking, um, alley docking. Yep. They take you on over the road. Now, the first time I went over the road, I was so nervous. Mm. I was like, Lord, please don't let me run nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it's that student driver, you still got some ignorant people that right. you don't pay attention. Right. Um, but I was, it was very 
nerve wracking. Was it when you when you got there? Was there anybody you could like identify with, or like was it just like like what was the the landscape like? The people you were there with training? They were we were around the same age, like same age yep. group. Okay. And so it was easy for us to study together. I had like two people. Really, my whole entire class, I still talked to. Still talk yep. to. Okay, were were they women as well, or guys? Or it was, was only me and another lady. Okay. And she was older, um, but she already had like a uh, her class B. Okay, so she, she already was, had a yep. class B. She was a bus so she driver. was upgrading to a class A to get her, so she could just drive everything. Yep. Okay. Okay. Cool. So how long uh, before you got your actual license? Were you with? with uh, um. So I went through the training for two and a half weeks, and then on the um, the last day of class, I think the day after, they I had my exam with the examiner. Okay, and you passed first time. Yep. There you go. All right. Well, I was so nervous because they give you a two hour time slot. Yeah. And I'm such a perfectionist. Um, I was doing my blind side blind parallel side parking. parallel okay. parking. Yeah. And so I was in the box. But I kept thinking that the tail was out of the box. So I kept pulling up. Pulling up. And yeah. so the exam, I don't even want to say that. But the examiner was like, girl, just blow your horn. I was like, okay. Just <laughs> get over with. It's done. It's He's done. Like, you in the box. He's like, you wasting your time. Right. Um, but yeah. Right. What, what What else aside from that? What, what was the hardest, you know, parts of, you know, learning how to drive for you? Like, was it just getting over the fear of it? Getting over the fear. Because believe it or not, like, even though I... Grew up around trucks and had been in a truck prior. Mm. It's just knowing that I'm the one that's operating it. So that was most scary for me. And being that, like, I, I can back my vehicle, but, like, this is a 53-foot right. trailer. That's like, <laughs> if you, hit, you do something wrong, like, you can end everything. No doubt, yeah. no doubt. Okay, so then after you get your license, they send you out on your own or with a trainer? So after I got my license, I came, um, I came home and then... I requested that I have a female trainer because okay. I just didn't feel comfortable with a male trainer. Okay. But they were saying that they didn't have enough females and that I would have to wait like a month for a trainer. I didn't want to wait that long. So I was like, okay, give me a male, but I don't want to sleep on the truck with him. Right. And so uh, they found me a trainer where he had a dedicated account going from Atlanta to Mooresville, North Carolina every day. Okay. And so being that we went to the same store every day, it, we were able to make it home. So I didn't have to sleep on the truck with him. Okay. Yep. Okay, cool. So, I mean, how was that experience? How was actually getting out there and learning? Tell me about that. Whew. Any close calls? Any, yes. Tell, tell, so so my it. first my first date, and we um his route, we left at night. Okay. So we left Atlanta at like 830, and then we would make it to Charlotte, um... I don't know why we would leave. So, I mean, get there so late, but like two. Okay. It, that, it, it shouldn't take that long, but I don't know why. <laughs> right, right, right. So they're, they always, they're doing construction on 85. The roads are really narrow with barricades. Yeah. And so I'm driving in the trucks. I was scared for another truck to pass me. So I kept veering over almost about to hit the barricade because I'm nervous that this other truck is going to hit me. Right. And so I think my, uh, he had dozed off one time and he woke up and I was like real close to the barricade. He was like, no, no, no. <laughs> he was like, let them hit you. I was like, let them hit me. He was like, yes, you're going to kill us. Right. Like, no, let them right, hit you. Right, right. Oh my God. So yeah, I, that, that work zone put me through it, but it taught me how to drive, how to stay, how to maintain my lane. I tell you that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any, any, any other ones? Any other crazy stories when you got out there? Um, people cut us off a lot, and so I, this ain't relating to cutting people off, but 
I was getting off of an exit and two cars ended up having an accident in front of me. Oh, wow. So everybody's slamming on brakes. I'm trying to figure out, I can't hit these cars. I mean, they tell you not to make sudden movements, but I just had it in my head. Like, I cannot hit these cars. So at the very last minute, I looked out my driver um, side and saw nothing was coming. And I just rolled on the shoulder of the road and rolled past the accident. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow. That, that was scary. I thought I was going run, to run them over. What, what, what was the biggest thing that you learned, like, or, or the biggest misconception that you had, I guess, getting into it, that you quickly learned was, like, not the case? Like, you're like, oh, this isn't exactly what I expected it to be. I mean. Mm. I honestly thought that cars, I thought that people driving cars knew better. Or, like, I realized that... We're more some, considerate. Yeah. I realized some of the dumb stuff that I used to do. So it, it just made me more aware and to really be cautious of, like, the distance. Because they already tell you to, like, keep at least, like, a six-second distance in between you and the next right. car. Right. But I'm like, nah, I'm going to keep more distance because you just never know. No doubt. No yeah. doubt. 100%. So when do you go on your own eventually? Um. So I was with my mentor for three weeks. Okay. So the... Two and a half weeks at the truck driving school and then another three weeks with a mentor. Okay. And then I had to take another test for us um, to upgrade and get my own truck. Okay. So how, how does that process work? So you take a, a, what, a driving test with them? They used to do a driving test, but this was just a, a written test. Okay. So, um, ask, basically like taking the, the knowledge, like knowledge test, test again? all over. Yep. Okay. So you upgraded. Now you have your own dedicated truck that belongs to you. Yeah, that you're assigned, and, and I, I I got a new a brand new truck on accident. How'd that happen? <laughs> so they had like after uh, I think at the time any truck that was like a 2015 or 2016 they were getting rid of them. So they wanted me to drive one of the I think it was like a 2015 to up to Greer up to the terminal in Greer. Okay, and so when I got there, I think the lady that was running the um. The truck, uh, the trucking department, she thought that I was another person. <laughs> okay. And so she ended up giving me that person's truck. Oh, wow. Yeah, she that, got chewed did, out. Did you ever like hear from the person who was supposed to get the truck? No, but <laughs> I, I know that lady ended up getting chewed out. Oh, they were man. like, why? She wasn't supposed to get that truck. Yeah, they gave a brand new driver a brand new <laughs> truck. They like, that does not, that does With not. With nine make, miles on it. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. Yeah. All right, so what was the first uh, route that you ran by yourself? Like, did you have like a dedicated run or were they just sending you all over? So I trained on the Costco account um and i ended up staying on the costco account so i didn't have a dedicated store that i was going to but i always knew that i was going to costco whether it was in a costco in i always ran ran southeast so it was north carolina south carolina tennessee um georgia of course alabama and florida okay yep so you're doing reefer or dry both so you're doing a combination of both yeah, are you... I, I trained on reefer okay are you touching anything no or... So you just Definitely pull up. Not. I was going to say, I, you know, because I know sometimes you do groceries, you know, you got to touch free, mm-hmm. but you're just backing, backing up into a dock and keeping it moving. Yeah. And majority of the time it was dropping hook, but then it started getting to where I was doing a lot of live unloads. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Got you. So you said you would do, what, what was the run you were doing? Um, at, They first started me off. I was doing Charlotte. Okay. So I was... Atlanta to Charlotte, Atlanta to Charlotte. And then that lane went away and they sent me to Tallahassee. Okay. So I was going to Tallahassee every day. And then that went away. They sent me back to Matthews, North Carolina. Okay. Did that for a little while. 
that store was a little unorganized, so I requested that they send me to no, uh, to another store, and so I ended up going to the, the Costco in Brentwood, okay. Tennessee. So how was the pay? So when I first started off, I was making forty two cents a mile, and then by the time because I don't work with Swift anymore, okay. so by the time I ended um, with them, I was making fifty seven cents a mile. And what was that based on? Was that performance based, or was that just a, a time like a tier? Based on how long you've been there, like how did you get that raise? Um, so it was safety the the time I was there, and then um, what else did they base it on? More so safety and um, uh, getting your loads there on time. Okay, yep. got you. Did you ever have any incidents while you were driving outside from the ones you just explained, or were you a pretty safe driver? I was a pretty safe driver. Um, now I did have a close call. I didn't realize how sleepy I was one night. And if it wasn't for those little rumples on the side of the road, I probably would have been in the woods somewhere. Yeah. And that made me realize like how important sleep is because I had a lot because I have a son. And so I would leave Atlanta at two or three in the afternoon and don't get back until two or three in the morning then I take a nap. Well, when I come home, I'm not going to go right to sleep because I got to unwind, take shower. By the time I go to sleep, it's like 4.35 o'clock. Well, my son got to go to school. So I got to wake right back up at like 6.15, get him ready, get him ready. I still can't go right back to sleep. So by the time you think about it, I only was getting four or five hours of sleep. Mm, got you. Yep. Okay. So at what point do you start pulling out your phone and, 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 and making a bunch of content? With all these things that you got going on, all this stuff in your head, when do you start kind of getting into the, hey, you know what? I, I want to create content. I want to, you so know. So I actually created content before I started trucking. Okay. So I started doing content in 2018. Okay. Um, what type of content were you doing then? Just pure skits. Just skits. Yep. Okay. Like just comedy, mm-hmm. just being silly. Yep. Okay. Just gotcha. networking with a whole bunch of um, influencers. Um dropping consistently and stuff like that. And then once I went to truck driving school, I realized, I think I saw one video of a, of a female trucker, but then it just made me think about how many other females probably want to drive, but they, they're a mother. Like they don't think that they'll have help with the kids or whatever. So I'm like, well, I need to be a voice for other women. So I just dropped a, a video. Well, do you remember the first piece of content, like trucking content that you created? I was in truck driving school. Okay. And I just posted a picture beside the truck. Okay. And they went crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, oh my God. I'm like, oh, I didn't I, I didn't expect that. So like so what what was the reception? Like what were people saying? They didn't expect you to be driving a truck or they were like inquiring, like, hey, I, I, I like I like that. I want to drive a truck too. Both. Like that's it, that's kind of what it was. It was both. Um a lot of people were like, You too pretty to drive. How do you? How are you too pretty to drive? I don't understand. Right. That doesn't make any sense. You're never too pretty to make money. That's a fact. <laughs> That's a fact. So, um, but a lot of females did start messaging me, asking me like how um, how I went about the process and what it's like and stuff like that. Okay. All right. So you so so you start creating the content on a consistent basis for you know trucking now, right? Well, so I still I didn't want to take away from the other content that I created, so. Okay. I try to be strategic and drop like maybe one truck and skid a week or two at most because I didn't want my page to turn into a trucking page. Okay. Because then that's all they would expect me to drop. Got you. Okay. So how, how seriously, like when did you start taking content? Like 
really like serious, like almost like it's like another career, like another hustle. Like, was that around 2018? No, um, it had to be like around 2020. So my other friends that are really big on social media, I started seeing how much money they were making right. and the connections that and opportunities that they were getting from doing it. And I'm like, I need to, I need to start doing dropping consistently. What, what was your first like big opportunity where you able to actually get some money out of creating content outside of like just like a uh, uh, like streaming money like that that you come from Instagram or something like that like from outside sponsors outside sources. Um, I want to say it came from like a video shoot. Okay, like so I started doing video shoots and then uh, with the trucking thing I want to say the first like music video yeah you was in music videos which music videos were you in uh, you just have to look them up <laughs> how am I gonna find them I was supposed to V Lee music video you, you got, no. you, got you, you got to give me like some breadcrumbs no, or something no I'm not gonna even I don't okay never mind <laughs> never mind never mind yeah 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 yeah, yeah. okay so, so but, some music videos yeah right. but I think my the first big collab I don't know that's crazy because I, I you don't did, remember. No, I don't. Okay, that's crazy. Well, okay, so let me ask you this question: When when did you like? What did you what did you look at? Like, I guess in your analytics or what was it that you knew you had some leverage to be an influencer? Like, what, what like you know what, when my, does when did you make insights, that transition? My insights were um because like I said, I was talking to my other friends and they were like, your engagement and your insights is what's gonna get you the money, and so my insights were consistently like in the millions i was my followers was growing through the roof right and so i'm like okay i need to be charging for this because people that i would promote like i'm a really nice person so if i see something that i like okay i'm gonna post it on my story right but then i start seeing the the sales and stuff they were getting for that i'm like oh no honey i need to be getting paid for that right Right, yep. right, right. I got you. So, do you remember like what your first like big sponsorship was, or anything like that, that, that you could recall? I mean, you don't got to say who it was, but do you remember like around like what it was for, how much money you made, or? I want to say when I first started, they, I was only getting like five hundred dollars here. Okay. Five hundred dollars there, and then it bumped up to like a thousand. Okay. Um. Did did you reach out? Did you like reach out to people, or were people just reaching out to you? They were reaching out. Okay. Yep. And then I started trying to reach out to people, but um, I don't think that I had experience in pitching, so I would get a response every now and then. Okay. Like I I remember sending a pitch to um like I always wore um vans okay. when I was driving, so I sent one to them, and then I sent one to like. Uh, Converse and Nissan, and I never heard anything. <laughs> so what? So what was like an like email or mm-hmm. DMing them? Uh, email with all of my like my description, what I do, what uh, my niche is, and okay. then like my engagement and insights. But yeah, I never okay. Heard. <laughs> so so when when you're thinking about creating content, like do you have like a schedule that you kind of follow, or do you just do it randomly? Like how do you how do you think about it? It's very random. So like. If I dress up today, like I got, I did a little light beat. I might go create three or four videos after I leave here. Okay. And just have it and post it whenever I feel like it. Are you strategic at all in the type of content that you create? Like I know, cause you, I know you said you don't want to ever put yourself in a box as one specific type of content creator, but 
um, like, are you like, I want to capture a certain type of audience or with this post or like how, 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 how strategic are you when you post? Is that's, that's now I do do that. It depends on the time of the week too. Okay. Um, cause I, Fridays are very slow for me. So I don't, I try not to post on Fridays, but, um, like if I post a regular video today, then tomorrow I got, I need to post a trucking video. Okay. Like I try to go back and forth. So I, try to plan out the week like that, how I'm going to post. So do you create your content in batches or do you just create like on the spot and post it? Both. Okay. So um, if something really, really funny happens right now, while it's on my brain, I'm going to go ahead and create a skit for it. Okay. And drop it. Got you. So when you think about the skits and collaborating with people, you said that's been something you've kind of been doing since 2018. Mm-hmm. So you have like a group of friends that create yep. content. So do y'all like kind of like just call each other and be like, hey, I got this idea. Yep. Let's do it. That's kind of how that works. Yep. And it's like we'll meet up and it'll be all of us there and we just. Just make it happen. Yep. So how has that has that helped you grow your, your your page and your influence by collaborating with people? Because I guess they see you on other pages and all that. In the beginning. And then um, I didn't want my page to turn into their page as well. So right. I started doing more videos by myself. And then especially with the trucking videos, I don't know what it is about. They just can't get over the fact that I'm a female driving a truck. But <laughs> that brought so much followers. Yeah. Like crazy followers. Got, got you. How, how many uh, different trucking related companies, service based companies reach out to you on like a regular basis? Mm, a good bit. Um, I did. I did a, a campaign with A to B Fuel Car a while ago. And okay. then um, what's the other company? It's like supposed to be this job finding app. Um, is I it, can't think is of it called like Job Finder or something like that? Um, something, something like that. Like that right? Yeah, that's they're like, one they're of like them. almost like a, a, a driver recruitment or placement. Right, okay, right. I know what you're talking about. That one. Um, and then I just did the Facebook campaign with uh, for, for female truckers. Okay, so, yeah, I like, saw that. Yeah. Um, how did how did that come about with the Facebook campaign? So I usually don't open DMs, but for some reason I opened like my request and it was this lady and she said that she was from this agency. I look everything up. So I looked her up, right. saw that it was legit, and then I emailed her back and she was a part of Facebook's team or whatever. Okay. And that's how I got on that. Okay. And and how so how do you decide like what opportunities you're gonna you're going to take on it, which I like, do you ever like pass on opportunities when they come your way? If there's yes. a bag involved in it? Yes. Like what, what type of opportunities do you say? Nah, I'm good. If the money's not enough or tell me about that. Um, if I feel like they're not giving me the freedom to be myself, like I'm still a, a creator. So I get that you have your brand or whatever, but I still need to represent my own brand. So if you're not allowing me the freedom or you're not willing to negotiate, then I can't work with you. That's one of the main things. And then, like you said, the pay, if you're not, if I have my set rate at this and you just can't meet that, gotcha. if I don't see, now some cases I will go ahead and do it. Like if I see where it can benefit um, benefit me in the long run, then I'll do it. Has creating content ever been a conflict of interest with the company? Like, for example, when you're with Swift Driving, has there ever been like a time when like somebody from their management saw the content and they didn't? They didn't approve, they didn't like it. Or no. Has that, that's never happened? No, which was confusing because I was like, at first, when I first started doing videos and I had their truck in the video, right. I was so nervous to pose. But then my driver leader saw it and she was like, um, 
It's funny, like, and then I went and read their policy. They don't have anything that says that you can't put out content. So really, that's what made me okay. It's go time now. Yeah, yeah, yeah because that's interesting. Because I, I think they're probably embracing just a new age. Because like probably ten years ago, you probably couldn't get away with that. No, you know what Not I mean. Not at all. <laughs> They'd be like, nah, you got to take that down. You know, because they're so afraid of lawsuits and yep. anything that could happen. Them being represented in a certain way. Now I did try to keep some of the um, well, majority of my content clean, like. No raunchy dancing, stuff yeah. like that. Because at the end of the day, that's still a company with its own brand. Right, so, yeah. right. All right, so you said, um, going back to trucking, how long did you say with Swift? You said you left, you're not with them anymore, right? So, nope. All right, so how long were you with them? And then what happened? Why'd you leave? 18 months, I was with them. That's a, so that's, that's, a that's long the time. Only, yeah, that's the only company that I um, worked for my entire career. Especially with Swift, because a lot of people use Swift as like a launching pad, and they'll stay there for six months. A with, lot of people hate Swift. A lot of people do. There's a lot of acronyms for Swift. Yeah. I'm sure you've heard plenty of them. Plenty of them. Right? But you but you stayed on. So they must have not been too bad for you for the time being. No, because I was actually one of the lucky ones being that I was on a dedicated run. So right. I knew I was coming home every night. I knew how much I was getting paid. But then it started getting to a point where made me leave them is it started becoming inc- um, inconsistent. So lanes were dropping very frequently. And then management, like, I went through hell of driver leaders. Okay. Yeah. So Like, they, they had turnover in management. Yeah. Okay. And then um, I had asked about coming off of the road and becoming a, a yard driver, just driving the trucks yeah. around the yard. Yeah. And they kept telling me that that's not a position for a female, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, how how they substantiate that? It's not a position for a female? Yeah. So they said that. Yeah. Not not Swift corporate's office, but the person who was over that Costco account. Yeah. That's crazy. And so that made me feel some type of way. And then um, my pay. So I knew I was getting like I was running real hard and my checks. I'm like, I started paying attention to my checks. I'm like, OK, I work five days. Right. Why am I only paid for four loads? And it, was, it just kept happening more frequently. I'm like, this is crazy. I'm not about to be waiting on my money because y'all not getting y'all loads late. Like, I'm delivering on time. Right. And then the last thing, when I blew up on uh, social media, it must have sparked the entrance in their marketing department. And so they asked me to come out to Phoenix and do a photo shoot and an interview. Okay. At the so time- this is during the time where they're, they're, they're dogging you out professionally. Right, they're not allowing you to have an opportunity in the yard. They're not paying you correctly, but now they want you to go and represent their brand. Yeah, <laughs> and at the time, like this was earlier this year because yeah. I just left there. February tenth was my last day with them. Okay. So when I did the photo shoot and interview, this was in January. Okay. I was not thinking about it, but I was just so happy. Like, oh, they recognized me. Oh, I'm finally getting the recognition. Maybe this will change some stuff. But when I drove out there, remember I told you I was getting 57 cents a mile. First of all, I don't know any company that wants you to do an interview and photo shoot and they make you drive over there. Facts. Like, they don't usually fly you or right, something. Right, 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 right. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe I'm a truck driver. Okay, let me drive over they, there. They want you to be in action? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, we, we want the raw V. We want you to drive and pull up sweaty. 
so, th- so that's why I went along with it. But in the back of my head, I'm like, this seemed kind of sketchy. Right. And of course, I had to take a load out there. So that truck ain't moving for free. <laughs> Yo, these cats is crazy. So not only, I remember I said 57 cents. Yeah. My pay went down to 52 cents. When I when I got my check for that for them loads, I'm like, how is my pay 52 cents? They're like, oh, you got more miles because you got more miles. It needs to balance out. So we're going to pay you 52 cents. No, I don't think so. Wow. I don't think so. I didn't get paid for the photo shoot or the interview. So it was just like free, free marketing for them. Yeah. Free market. I mean, and, and you got exposure too, but at this, at the end of the day, it was, it was more for them than for you. Yeah. Because you know I, what I'm have, saying? I have more to I mean, offer. Y- your presence is, is more valuable than, than it would be vice versa. Right. Because you're attracting other women and other, other people to Swift, other minorities exactly. to Swift. So when they see you, they're like, that's other. And, and they know that. Exactly. They know that. And so on the way back is when it hit me. I'm like. Like a ton of bricks over your head, huh? You was I, like, they just, they just bamboozled me. <laughs> Man, I was so hurt driving back over. Like, literally, I was like, wow. Are you driving back? Do you have a load on the way back too? Yes. <laughs> These people sent me to the border of Mexico to pick up a load and bring all the way back to Atlanta. Mind you, I had a, I had a breakdown, like not a, a mechanical breakdown, but like a mental breakdown because... <sighs> When I went over there, I almost crossed the border. And so, don't get me. I need to get my passport. But I'm like, man, how the hell am I going to get back home? So, I was sweating. Yo. <laughs> I'm sweating bricks. I'm like, because I got so When I say I got so close to the border, but then I turned down, like, this residential area. And the road was, like, so narrow. And I found this one little place big enough. And I backed that thing in there. People blowing their horn, like, Bruh. I'm like, how fast do y'all want me to back up? Yo, that was a that was wild. Yo, that is wild. Yo, Swift, they gangster, man. Yeah. They gangster. Okay, so so after that, that that campaign, that so you quit, you quit like right after that, right? Yep. And so my main That was the last final straw. That was the final straw. I couldn't take it. <laughs> I, I couldn't take it. Okay. <laughs> okay. And and, and and what do you do after that? So I sat at home for a couple of weeks and um so my main thing now is I want to start my own trucking company. Okay. But I've, that's always been my goal. So I started an LLC a year ago. Okay. Got a logo made a year ago. I just need to find a truck. What, what's the name of the company? Leaper Transport. Leaper? Yeah, because my last name is Leaper. Okay. Okay. Dope. Leaper Transport. Yep. So right now, um, like I have family back in South Carolina that drive. So I'll go with them occasionally. But... If I go with another company in the meantime, it has to be like a small company where I know that they're going to respect me as a driver because these mega carriers don't really respect you. They don't even know your name. Like you're just a number, a truck number to them, a driver code to them. Right. So. Right. Yeah. So you so you took a break from driving for the for the moment. And now you're looking. I'm, ba- in, I'm back into it. Yeah. You're getting back into it, but you gonna start your own thing. Yes, that's uh, my main goal. Oh, but did you start driving again for somebody else? Or? Um, so I, I go with my family members from time to time. Okay. Yep. Okay, got you, got you. So they they had their own businesses, so you yep. helped them out. Yeah. Okay. Cool. But man. yeah, the main goal is to start my own company. Okay. I now while I was with Swift, people people don't realize like when you're a company driver. Those companies are, they might not be the best company, but they're successful for a reason. So I was soaking up so much knowledge, like of how to run things like their whole, um, the, the book, 
that was in the truck? Yeah. I copied that from front of back. <laughs> <laughs> I took pictures, sent it to myself. I'm like, okay, well, I need I need this, I need that for tags and registration. Yeah. So you just re- you I paid attention to how much it took me to fill up and stuff like that. So right. I do appreciate that experience because I w- I'm going to take that into when I start my own trip. What would you say is the, is the main thing you, you took from like processes, systems, like o- away from them? Like what would be the main thing if you could, if you had one? Um, whew. Time management and, and money management. Mm. Got you. Time management and money management. So I understand yeah, time, clock. like how, how you manage your, your clock or how they help you manage your clock? Both, because at the end of the day, you the driver You're of that driver. truck. So right. you got to know when you can run. Do you feel like running today? Stuff like that. And, and trip planning and stuff, that that's real important. And how they help you with money management? How, how, what 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 did they teach you about that? Well, when I wasn't getting my checks on time, I had to. <laughs> <laughs> you had to manage your money. You had to learn to manage your money because you wasn't getting your checks. Exactly. On would you Would you tell anybody to work with Swift a new a new driver? I would, but I would say that it's just a starter company. It's I don't see, and this is just me personally. I don't see where you can grow in the company. I just say soak up what you can soak up while you're there and move on to bigger and better. What do you think of truck driving as a career for 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 women and just for people in general? Like, how, how when you ta- talk to your peers and talk to other people, like when they ask you about it, what's the advice that you give them? Um, I would say that it is a very rewarding career because the money is definitely in it, um, but you just have to know how to maintain your life outside of that truck. Um, mental health is very important. You have you're driving these long hours by yourself. You're going to get tired of listening to music. It can get very boring. You're away from your family, and you have a lot of time to think. So a lot of the times, like, you need to take – I wouldn't advise anybody to be on a truck for two, three weeks at a time, mm. ever, because gotcha. you're just there thinking. Like, what, what, did, what did you do while you're on the road? Like, what did you do for your mental health? I got to come home every day. That's true. You, yeah. you weren't on the road like that. So it wasn't as bad for you. No. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. But you do like the job. You you like driving a truck, obviously, because you yep. want to start a company. It's a lifestyle. Do, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> it that's a, a so it's a lifestyle for you. So when you start your company, you, you're gonna drive, or yes. do you want to? Is your vision more so being a fleet owner and having drivers? Like, what's your vision? Eventually. So everything that I've every career that I've chosen, I've always wanted to start from the bottom. So like. I, for me, I couldn't see myself becoming a fleet owner without knowing how it feels to be the driver. So right. when I do start my own company, I am going to drive at first. But then once I start growing, I know, I mean, of course, I can hire people to manage it. But you just can't trust everybody. So I know I'm still want to have a hand in managing, too. So, do you have yeah. a, a particular niche that you're interested in? Um, So I'm getting into containers. Okay. So between driving and containers, like household goods and stuff like that. Um, so you work like the ports and stuff like that or or just like other, like what type of container work? Like rail yard. Rail yard yeah. stuff. Okay. So you want to do the ports really? Okay. I would, I would eventually. Got you. Yep. Got you. Okay. Okay. Dope, man. Dope. I'm actually getting my- um, Twit card? Yep. Okay. You in the process of doing that now? Yep. I mean, there's a lot of opportunity for- uh, People working in the ports for some reason. Well, the thing is, people don't like to do it because it's 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 a learning curve to learn how to maneuver. 
in the ports, how to work in the ports. It's just you have to know what you're doing because yes. if you don't, Man, the they'll first kick time you out of there real quick. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the first time I went to the port and I just saw how the crane was lowering, I'm like, well, y'all some trusting people because it's different. It's definitely I'm scared different. that thing will fall on me. Yeah, it's that's, definitely different. That's a lot. Like even like in, in especially in Jersey, like the the guys who work at the port, you got to be a different type of animal. Like mm-hmm. just to just waiting, knowing how to maneuver in the ports, knowing how to get around, how to get your loads. It's just you have to you have to yeah. know what you're doing. But once you know what you're doing, then it's, it's good easy, money. Yeah. And then like you said, your home every day is local. You know what I'm saying? Yep. All right, dope man, dope dope story, man. You I, I didn't know you had so many different <laughs> layers. To you, miss. I mean, you got so much going on, all these different yep. jobs, all these different... Ta- but you know what's funny? That kind of explains like your social media presence because you have so much experience doing so much different things. You can relate to different worlds, so now you kind of translate that through your content. Yeah. So it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's dope. That's dope. And I'm trying to become... I'm trying to be more transparent now um, because like when I started building my, my platform... A lot of people, they don't know what you're going through because yeah. you just show the good. So I'm trying to be very transparent now. Got you. So ultimately, if you could choose one, what what would what what would you be doing with your life? Like if you could just choose one thing and that's it. Got to be it. one. It got to be one. If you, if you had to choose one and say this is what I'm going to do for the rest. Let's let's not say the rest of your life for okay. the next for the next ten years. I got it. All right, talk to me. Because I'm in acting and trucking. I would I would have be the owner of a trucking company that transports film equipment. <laughs> I like that. That's dope. That's a dope niche right there. That's a, that that might be it. Yeah. That might be the one. Okay. Hopefully it is. Let's 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 put that out there into the world. You know throw what I'm saying? Out there. Throw it out throw, there. Throw that out there. And let's bring that back. All right, dope man. Listen, um, this has been a dope conversation. I, I appreciate you joining me today. Did I leave anything out? Oh. Because we're trying to get to know you. You know what I'm saying? Like being a, a mother and a trucker? We didn't talk about being a mother and a trucker, and that's important. Let's get into that. <laughs> let, yeah, let's... That's the main reason why that deters a lot of women. Yeah, so let's get into that. Okay. Being a mother trucker. <laughs> <laughs> How is it being a mother and a trucker? Talk about it. It was... Uh, it took some getting used to at first. Okay. Because I used to blame myself. Um, I used to feel like even though I was coming home every night that I wasn't there for him like I should have been. So in the beginning, I was depressed trying to get over that. But then in the end, I just realized you're trying to do what's best for your child. You're not going to be doing this forever. Right. And a lot of a lot of women probably feel like that so they don't get into trucking. How, how how did he take it? Like you being away and everything. Did did you see like a difference in in your son from you not being around as much? Or at first, okay. Um, I would notice that he would act out a little bit to get attention. Okay. And so like he could be sitting here, and then he'll just do something just so I can say Kyle or like right, come right, here, right. Kyle. Like right. he he was doing stuff like now, that. Now when he sees like a truck on the road, is he like, "Mommy, you drive one of those?" Yep. Like he um, gets excited about it. <laughs> My first time um, bringing him in the truck, he was so scared, okay. and especially like when I blew the horn. But he's comfortable with it now. Okay, he, he's he's he adapting to it. Mm-hmm. He go to school. He told his teacher, "I'm a truck driver." So I think he's proud. <laughs> <laughs> That's dope. That's dope. So so when when you on the road, but you're home at, you're home every day. So but some now some nights if I got too tired, I wouldn't come home. You wouldn't come home. No. Okay. So who, you, who do you have him with you at that time during that time? My boyfriend. Okay, he's with your boyfriend. Okay. Okay. Cool. So 
you you manage you making it work you know what yeah, i'm saying I that's mean, the, that's the hardest part like um i will say because they have 24 hour daycares and stuff but a lot of women you know they they don't want to leave their child with a stranger yeah. to go work yeah what are, what are some of the other questions because you said that's one of the main things that, that women ask you about like how is it being a mother um, you know I'm sure like how is it being a woman just in general right just like your experience what are some of the other things that women ask you um, that you like kind of lend your ad- advice to be aware of your surroundings um, especially we are women so when you pull up to a truck stop you do have guys that are scoping um, so like I would I would advise like you get to truck stops, immediately close your curtains. Don't go um, park in dark areas and stuff like that. If it's a certain time of night, you got to use it. Um, you better get your little bucket. <laughs> don't get out that truck. Um, but honestly, I haven't encountered any crazy incidents. Like, I think really? some of the stuff is exaggerated. Really? Yeah. Some of it can be exaggerated. But I've run into people like that recognize me off social media, but I haven't had anybody that gave me a scare. That's interesting. That's interesting. So when you say exaggerated, you mean like as far as like the publicity they give to those type of situations, you think yeah. they, they may not happen as much or? I don't think it, I don't. Because it hasn't really happened to you in your experience. I'm sure it happens, but. Right. But just in your experience, to, yeah, it hasn't really it, happened. It hasn't happened. And then, you know, when you drive for a company, they don't even want you to like carry firearms and stuff. Right. So women, we gotta have mace. Right. Baseball bats, stuff like that. But like I said, I haven't had to use any of that. Got you. People scared. I mean, they they make it more scary than what it is. Got you. Do you think that may have anything to do with like just the way you move? Like maybe you just might emanate like that don't mess with me type of like Probably you because know what I'm saying? um like with me working in corrections. I'm kind of like on a swivel. I right. pay attention to everything. I don't turn my back to nothing. Even when I'm pumping fuel. Like, yeah. I'm constantly. You're like, always I, on point. Yeah. So, yeah. They, I mean, and that's the thing. Because people could smell like wolves smell victims. You know what I'm right. saying? They know when somebody's an easy victim. And they know when somebody's going to give them a problem. Yeah. So And I don't talk too much. Um, Like, I'm I'm very friendly. But if I'm in passing, hey, how you doing? I keep, that's it. Gotcha. And, you know, stopping, having no conversation. Yeah. I, I got a job to do. Got you. You ever have anybody look at you crazy when you creating content while you on the truck? Yes. <laughs> like, yo, what I is she not, doing? Yep. <laughs> I just feel like my bad. Like I want to win it. I'm just doing a TikTok. Right, right. And, <laughs> and they're like, what TikTok? <laughs> What's a TikTok? <laughs> but it's funny because a lot of people are on TikTok now. Even the yeah. older drivers, like, yeah. they'll look and be laughing, and they be like, "That's yeah. a fact. You're right." What's your favorite platform? Instagram. Instagram? Why do you like Instagram more than TikTok? Because TikTok is growing like crazy. It's easier to go up on TikTok. It is. But I feel like Instagram, you have a more genuine following because people just follow on TikTok. They see a video, they're like, oh, follow. Right. You but- know why, though? I think, I think, and this is my theory, right? I think that Instagram people are a little bit more bougie and a little bit more selective about <laughs> yep. who they follow, yep. right? Because it's like, if you follow somebody on, on Instagram, it's like, you're almost like kind of like submitting to them in mm-hmm. a way, right? Because it's like, everybody wants to have like a billion followers and uh-huh. follow yep. nobody, yep. right? So it's like, if you follow somebody, you're like giving them a piece of you. But like on TikTok, people just are looking at like subjects, how-tos, guides, and they could care less. 
That's why you could post one video and on TikTok, viral. it go viral, and you could go from like zero to like 10,000 people yep. overnight. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's the biggest opportunity for growth right now. Right. And but, if you do it right, if you if you get a whole bunch of followers from TikTok and you put your Instagram in your um, TikTok bio, because like they have a button to where you can just click it and it'll right. take you right to the person's Instagram. A lot of people get follows off that too. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. So you, so, so you said you like. Why did you say you like Instagram? Did you tell me? Because it's a more genuine following. Oh, genuine. Yeah. yeah, because what I was saying, mm-hmm. like people really rock with you yeah. more. So let me ask you this: in social media in general, like, how do you feel about this audience that you amass? How do you feel about like kind of the fact that Instagram kind of owns that audience? Like, have you ever thought about kind of taking that audience somewhere else to where you can kind of like know and have more intimate engagements with? These people that follow you, YouTube. watch you, to YouTube. Okay, so now you're starting to jump on YouTube now. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I had okay, so my Instagram followers is probably at like three seventy five, and I think my TikTok is like at two sixty. I'm trying to build the Facebook. Facebook is harder. Like the, Facebook is dead. Yeah, that's like the. It's like a graveyard over I'm there. I'm like, dang, what's going on? But I, <laughs> a lot of people, but see, I can be, I'm myself on Instagram and TikTok, but you can be more of yourself on YouTube. Mm. Okay. And the videos are longer. It's a longer form. Yeah. Right. And you could, like you said, you could be more kind of transparent and yep. just talk about your life, like more so vlogging. Right. Yeah. And it's, and and that's the other thing. You have to create different content for different platforms. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So like TikTok is more like quick, funny, you know, ten second stuff or whatever. Instagram is more like intimate, and like you said, YouTube is more like this is who I am yeah. for real. Now, a, a lot of my trucking opportunities, like sponsorships and stuff, have come from TikTok. Come from TikTok. Yep. Yeah, because I think that's where everybody's looking now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're like, who's the biggest TikTok influencers? And that's that's where they're looking for the, you know, who's the new breed of influencers where we could spend some money, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So, no, nah, that's, 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 that's dope. All right. So, yeah, we, we, we covered being a mother in trucking. Um, we covered all the TikTok stuff, Instagram. What else? Did we miss anything? Mm. What else did we miss, Quake? Um, I mean, we covered a lot. <laughs> 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 he said, uh, we covered a lot. Nah, I mean, unless you want to go more in depth. I was just curious. Yeah. I was just curious as to, um, I guess, when was the when was the day? Um, I guess you kind of mentioned some. Mm-hmm. Like what was the post, or what was the time period to where you really saw things transition, and you were like, oh, "Okay, this is it. Now things are different." Um, like, oh, as far was it like a viral, like a was it like a viral post that went viral? Yeah, or was it just a, or, or so, a bunch of posts? It was a couple of posts. So before I started doing um, videos, I had like twenty six hundred followers. Then I did this one video, and I went to ten k. And so I'm like one video. Yeah. So I'm like okay. And it's on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So what was that? What was that video? I want to say I did a video with like a midget guy, and I might have picked him up or did something. <laughs> <laughs> Just something wild. Okay. Okay. And so and then um, I had another video after that with um, another guy. It was like a cheating video. Okay. But then the trucking that after I posted um, me in trucking school, I think I did. What was my other video after that? I can't remember. It was one more video after that, and it went crazy. Okay. And then 
I posted another video with me learning on the manual. Uh, that brought a lot of followers, but it also brought like a lot of hatred. A lot of haters. Yeah. You can't drive no truck. You you ain't no real driver. Oh, you only drive an automatic. Yeah. And all that kind of hate, right? Um, so that goes back into like being a woman out here driving. You have a lot of men that will respect you as a driver, but you have a lot of older, I don't want to say it. Yeah. You got a lot of older old guard. Yeah, you got a lot of older drivers that don't respect it. Like they think you're supposed to be at the house cooking, cleaning, stuff like that. So Yeah. It's, but when I first started, my granddad didn't want me to drive. And he's a he was a diesel mechanic and a driver. Really? Really? He told me I need to go back into corporate America. Wow. So mm-hmm. so how do you how do you have the the resilience to withstand all that hate? For me, I just anything I want to do, I just block out people. Yeah. Like I'm it, now. Don't get me wrong. You're not gonna be strong all the time. So I do have my weak moments where I'm like, dang, why are they so mean? Then I just snap back to it. Like, girl, that's what you want to do. So bump what the people saying. Right. You got a goal that you're trying to reach. Right. 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 Hundred percent. Hundred percent. All right. Dope. Well, listen, we 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 gonna wrap because I think we got we got everything. <laughs> okay. We got everything. We got it. How long are we going? Like an hour and a half. Like hour 10. Hour 10? Okay, Uh-oh. cool. We good. Dang. I, it, 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 I was kind of nervous when we started it at first. No, nah, it, it, it goes by fast. See, you forgot the cameras was even here. We yeah. just got into it. All right, so when we end the show, we always have to end with a final thought, which is basically anything. Could be, it could be like an entrepreneurial thought, a, a spiritual thought. It could be like just some words of wisdom from your experience. And then lastly, you got to let everybody know if they don't already know where to connect with you. Everybody already knows where you at. But for the people who don't, we got to let them know where to find you. So you can start with the final thought. Okay. So my final thought, especially with trucking, would be to always be willing to learn and be a sponge and soak up any and everything. Like, I don't care if you've been driving 20 years, you still don't know everything there is to know about trucking. Um, And especially like from a company driver aspect, people talk trash about being a company driver, but it's stuff that you can learn from those companies and take and um, put put it towards when you start your own company. Um, I would say make sure that you are getting a proper rest, making sure your mental and your physical is in top tier condition. And I think that's all for my final thoughts. Um, Oh, mothers. If this is something that you really want to do, I would say block out anything that's trying to hold you back and realize that if this is something that you're going to do, God, can we be spiritual? Absolutely. Absolutely. For the mothers, if this is something that you want to do, Block out anything that you feel like is holding you back and just leave it in God's hands and know that if this is your destiny, that he's going to make a way for it. That's right. And where can people connect with you, miss? On all social media platforms at I am V E E L E E. That's I am V Lee. And on YouTube. Um, yeah, my YouTube is the same thing, too. No doubt. And very soon, Leaply Trucking Transportation? Which one? Very soon, Leaper Transport. Leaper, Center. Leaper. Yep. Leaper like Transport. Leapfrog. Like a leapfrog. I like that. All right. Well, we manifesting that. You heard it here first. We'll be circling back in like about a year or two to talk about how the business okay. is going and all that. Right? You going to join me? Right? We talk about the yeah. first year in business? Yes. All right. Cool. Hustle fam, if you can't respect that, your whole perspective is whack. You know what we do around this time. Listen, What's my saying again, Quake? It's only your desire. Hustle fan, myself, V. Lee, we out.
If you twisted, confused, or stuck about trucks, don't be dumb. This is the place to come. Truck and hustle. Let's go.